Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. This is John Roca, one third of the Geek Buddies, with this awesome ad for you. If you like this show and you want to make your own, and some of you have reached out and asked us about making your own podcast, well, let me tell you about Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And now you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Go ahead and let your freak flag fly. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more places. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Take it from us here at the Geek Buddies. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Now, on with the Geek Buddies show. Hey everyone, welcome to a special spoiler review episode of the Geek Buddies! Hey! Hey! <laughs> we are jumping in. Michael, your internet is still bad. What's going on there? We're trying to get this thing going on. Yeah, you're still fuzzy as hell, brother man. I look fine on my screen. You guys look fine on my screen. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah, All this right. is a mystery that we need to get to the bottom <laughs> of. Well, we got it. We got to record it. So we'll see what happens. Uh, maybe it'll clear itself up before uh, we go forward. But hey, this is a this film is coming out here. Scoob. It came out already for VOD. Uh, directed by Tony Servone. It's written by Matt Lieberman, Adam uh, Sitzkel. I hope I'm saying that right. Jack Donaldson and Mark uh, Derek Elliott with story by Matt Lieberman, A.L. Padell, and Jonathan E. Stewart. It stars uh, Will Forte as Shaggy, Mark Wahlberg as the Blue Falcon, which is the Blue, and uh, really his name is, I think, David. He's the Blue Falcon's son. Brian. Jason, uh, Brian, sorry, Brian, right. Jason Isaacs is Dick Dastardly. Gina Rodriguez is Velma. Zach Efron is Fred. Amanda Seyfried is Daphne. Kiersey Clemens is Dee Dee Sykes. Ken Jong is Dino Mutt. And Tracy Morgan is Captain Caveman. And it features the voice of Frank Welker, legendary Frank Welker, as the voice of Scooby-Doo. Uh, it's Scooby and the gang. They face their most challenging mystery ever, a plot to unleash the ghost dog Cerberus upon the world as they race to stop this dog dogpocalypse. The gang discovers that Scooby has an epic destiny greater than anyone imagined. All right, gentlemen, thoughts about Scoob, please. Who'd like to start? I, I will jump in. I, I think I thought Scoob was adorable. I, I super enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a really good movie. There were there were a few of the casting choices that I didn't agree with that yeah. um, that kind of kept it from being a great movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I thought uh, Mark Wahlberg as Blue Falcon Jr. Basically mm-hmm. hilarious. Ken Jeong as Dino Mutt. Hilarious. Uh, Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman. 
hilarious. So much fun. And just, again, it was, it was, we got something new. We got something new to watch. Um, I thought Zac Efron as Fred, really, really good. I was not a big fan of Will Forte. I just don't think he just didn't have the voice the way like Matthew Lillard did. Mm -hmm. And I thought Amanda Seyfried and Gina Rodriguez were kind of miscast. They just, it was just kind of a lifeless performance to me. But overall, I thought the mystery was a blast. It, it was it was a lot of fun, and I imagine if you have uh, kids at home, that this will be that this movie will be a two hour godsend, much the way Charles World Tour was. <laughs> uh, Mikey, uh, am, am I clear? Am I still fuzzy? How many? Yeah, days? you're fuzzy. You're fuzzy, but we can hear uh, you. All right, fine. Uh, I thought it was fine. I thought okay. it was cute. Like, I think that, uh, yeah, it is as, as far as like a good family movie to go, especially right. A, a family movie, especially right now where we're all sort of stuck at home. It is definitely a light and fun and enjoyable couple hours. I think it had the potential to be a lot better. Like, okay. I think that, uh, you know, I think with these brands, like with all of these big brands like Scooby, uh, you know, getting the animated feature treatment, I think that they did exactly what they needed to do. Like it was a fun, cute movie. It had some really nice heart. I think that had they dug a little deeper and built that story out a little bit more, they could have elevated this to be an even bigger movie, uh, particularly with kind of opening things up to sort of the HBU, like the Hanna-Barbera universe, the way that they did with right. Captain Caveman and Dick Dastardly and uh, Blue Falcon and Dynamite. Like they're, they're, that's such a great idea. That was my favorite part about the movie. Uh, and I think really like focusing the heart of the movie on what, make Scooby and Shaggy important to Mystery Incorporated was also yeah. really smart. And I think that then it just kind of fell into a, yeah, it was fine. Like it was fun. Like the action was fine. The big mm -hmm. ending sequence was fine. It was cute. I enjoyed it. I smiled, yeah. but uh, I think that they really could have like elevated it to an even bigger level, which I kind of wished they had done. Okay. And that's fair. And I liked the movie. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they sent me a nice little Scooby uh, uh, guy here to celebrate the release of it. Very kind of them to do so. I got to interview the director, Tony Cervone, for a deep cut that I dropped already on the channel. So you can go and listen to his thoughts on it for about 45 minutes talking about what inspired him to do this, the six-year journey of making this film and the amount of time he spent speaking with the Hanna-Barbera people, speaking with the old animators who did Scooby-Doo, who did some of these characters and how many of the characters from the Hanna-Barbera universe he wanted to use. Grape Ape was going to be a part of this thing. Uh, Speed Buggy was going to be a part of this thing. There were there was stuff that was written in all the process through that had to be cut out that they wanted to include. So this was, in essence, a world-building movie that was supposed to kind of be the groundwork for a possible universe and may still be, depending on the numbers. It was number one uh, when it dropped that, that by that afternoon on iTunes on VOD. Pretty incredible uh, there. But I will say this, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. You know, I grew up with Scooby-Doo. These aren't like, you know, dense, complex plots. This is a gang getting together, trying to find out what happened and where that missing thing is. That's usually what it is in every episode. And you'll get people, uh, scary hounded houses, and you'll get weird people dressed up in costumes that have to pull the mask off uh, in that way. So I, I thought for what it was, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I had a good time, smile on my face. I thought Mark Wahlberg stole every scene he was in. Incredibly funny. I actually didn't mind Gina Rodriguez. I liked her in the role, and I liked the fact that they turned Velma into Latina and didn't make a big deal yeah. about it. I loved that. You know, she just said she made she had one exclamation in Spanish, and I was like, okay, she's Latina, good to go. I like it. Um, Daphne's never been that you know big of a role to play or that much asking that much of an actress, but I thought Amanda brought a sweetness to it. Certainly, I agree with you, Shannon. Zac Efron was fine in the role as Fred, good in the role as Fred, but Jason Isaacs is 
is Dick Dashley. Oh. Really is another one that was incredible <laughs> with the Dashley stuff. And I thought some of the storyline with him, I thought, was really uh, fun and interesting as well. And of Kiersey Clemens, you know, doing what she does, really good stuff there for her too. But overall, I agree with you, Mike, though. They could have done more. They could have fleshed out more. But what we got, it's a Scooby-Doo, you know, uh, film. Uh, and actually, and expecting? No, and as you guys are talking about it, like, I actually, I think the first... 15 minutes or so of the movie was actually yeah. my favorite. I actually think Which is the prequel it, stuff, the prequel stuff. Yeah. Seeing, yeah. seeing Shaggy and Scooby meet for the first time, I thought was super well done. Yeah. Uh, kind of establishing that Shaggy is kind of lonely and on his own and doesn't have a lot of friends and he finds Scooby. And then through that, the two of them meet the others and we get to see them on Halloween on their very first adventure. Like right. we, they did a really good job of here's how they met. And we're giving you a mini three minute episode of Scooby-Doo. Like it was, it was, and we solved the mystery and we caught the bad guy. And then the way that they sort of went into the opening credits of Scooby-Doo to sort of give you that montage. Oh, they grew up together. Like I, I think maybe that was what happened is that I, for the first 10 minutes of this movie, 15 minutes, whatever that was, I was like a thousand percent. And I was so Mm -hmm. enchanted. I was like, this is the Scooby-Doo that I know and love. You're giving me this heart. Like when Shaggy gave Scooby uh, his collar and Scooby yeah. was like, I'll never take, I'll never take this off. I was like, that's beautiful. Uh, knowing full well that he was going to take it off later in the movie. Cause that's what the setup is. And I think that was all really cool. And then once we got to the, uh, Shaggy and Scooby get abducted by blue Falcon. Yeah. Um, because of some kind of amorphous reason, like the, the big mystery of the giant do- uh, Cerebrus dog skulls and opening things up and Dick Dastardly wanting this treasure. I was like, yeah, okay. Like that's fine. <laughs> um, but like then things started to get like less, it, the more that you got away from the heart of like this core idea that Shaggy and Scooby don't really belong on it. Like you don't bring anything to the team. And we said it got wrapped up in the bigger adventure of it all. I got less interested. And then by the time you got to the end with everything where they were like, Oh, we're going to touch pause and open up this portal. But then uh, Alexander the great had a back door. So Scooby got out. So everything's cool. It kind of wrapped up really quickly. And I just was like, really, I think they set up something so, so good. So Johnny, you're right. You're right. You're saying like, Oh, it's a Scooby-Doo movie. What do you expect? Yeah. Uh, that's kind of how I, but like, that's like when the Lego movie came out, you were like, oh, it's a Lego movie. What do you expect? And you got this thing that like sort of bowled you over. And based on the opening, I was like, oh, this is really good. I'm not taking anything away from this movie. They nailed the characters. The idea of bringing in the bigger Hanna-Barbera universe was a delight. And if you're sitting at home and you're questioning whether or not you should pay the money to rent this and check it out, you a thousand percent should. So I think what happens with me, especially with the animated movies, because it's, you know, kind of my thing yeah. uh i think that i um i i think they did a really good job i think that with the way they set things up mm-hmm. they could have taken scooby-doo to a whole other level yeah. uh and they didn't quite do that but when i go see another movie in this kind of Hanna Barbera universe with this crew and this cast doing it a thousand percent yes yeah, I think so too. I, I'd like to see what Tony could do with another version, another sequel to this movie if they get because it got mixed reviews uh, already. We're on the heels of the of it coming out and being reviewed quickly already, and there were some mixed reviews for the film. But I don't know, man. I like the message of friendship in this movie. I like the message in this time now where everyone's at each other's throats and politically and online and everything that's happening. 
I like the fact you have a movie that coming out with this nice message about friendship that, re- that makes you nostalgic for a time when you could watch that show when you were a kid and thought the world worked in a certain way, you know, and I, I like that about it. Uh, and I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed the prequel, the prequel stuff of it as well. The first 10, 15 minutes, I thought that was great. Them redoing the opening was fantastic as well. And uh, they used, they couldn't put Shaggy in the bath apparently. And by the way, Tony told me this in the interview, they didn't come up with that until almost the uh, ninth hour of the, of the making of the movie like right near the end uh the 12 or the 12th hour what do you want to say right near the end they they knew something was missing from that intro or the beginning and they thought well why don't we reshoot the intro from the animated series and put it in our film and it i think it made all the difference but you're right mike it might signal the it might signal where the movie doesn't quite live up to the first 10 minutes that's the mark where the rest of the movie does an admirable job but doesn't quite get there as uh, as uh, good as it was in the first 10 minutes and what was promised there i do want to give two shout outs here junkie xl did the music for this one i thought the music was really well done in my opinion uh and michael and michael karinsky was the production designer who did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. So, I mean, if you're going to build a universe with uh, multiple characters and each one have different, you know, kind of uh, colors and looks about them, uh, then you get someone like Karinsky who did that with Spider-Verse. Uh, and I thought he was great. There was a vibrant, beautiful animation throughout the throughout the movie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the uh, the the final action sequence where they have the sort of like ghost ghost. Oh, template. yeah. I'm like that, that was gorgeous. I mean, this this was on par with most with most theatrical theatrical releases, which you know this was supposed to be. And apparently, Trolls World Tour cost a lot more to make than yeah. this. Yeah. Um, yeah. And granted, I, I'm not a, a fan of the Trolls franchise, but um, my guess is that I probably enjoyed Scoob more than I would have Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, all right. So at the end of the day, what, what do you guys score? Do you want to give it five, something out of five stars? Something out of four? What do you feel comfortable with? What do you guys feel comfortable with? Yeah, we can. Yeah, uh, four paws. Four Ooh! paws. Nice. Four paws. Uh, Mikey? Uh, three paws. Okay, that's fair. I'll give it four paws as well. Uh, but I echo Mikey's uh, thoughts. You, if you were hesitating because of some of the poor reviews or some of the not so great reviews or mixed reviews about ordering, don't hesitate. Watch this thing. Share it with your child. Remember when you were watching Scooby-Doo and share it and see if they enjoy it as well. I, I have a feeling that they will. Uh, all right, that's our spoiler-filled review for Scoob here on uh, The Geek Buddies. We appreciate you uh, clicking on here and watching it or listening to us on the Geek Buddies podcast feed. Uh, Shannon, what do we got to say? Yeah, if you'd like to follow us on social media, on Twitter, it's at geek underscore buddies, on Instagram at the underscore geek underscore buddies. If you'd like to follow me on social media, on Twitter, it's at Shannon underscore McClung, on Instagram at Shannon the Geek Buddy. If you'd like to follow Mr. Vogel, it's at MK Tune. If you'd like to follow Mr. Roca, it's at The Roca Says. There you go, Mike. Uh, if you would like us to keep doing Geek Buddies, it is no mystery how to make that happen. <laughs> nice. Uh, go ahead and subscribe below to uh, Johnny's page. You can keep getting uh, great Geek Buddies content. Uh, leave us a comment here. Uh, we love to read what you guys say. If you are listening to us on Anchor or Spotify or iTunes or wherever, comment, rate us, leave comments. Like, do I said comments twice. That's how important it is. Uh, <laughs> keep doing it. Uh, and uh, tweet us, retweet us, uh, tell people to check us out, post us on Facebook, like do what you got to do. Um, but the more that we are out there, the more that we will he- be here to uh, keep giving you that mysterious, <laughs> geeky, caveman, dastardly, falcon, jinkies, wow, wow. Scrap- 
be new content. <laughs> Apparently, Michael's internet isn't the only thing that's being affected right now. <laughs> I will say, Mike, the first I was into the first ten seconds of it, but then you lost me after that. So you know, <laughs> and, and there's you know the what? mystery machine. There we go. Oh, guys, I give that I give that ending wrap up two paws. Yes. Two, get myself two paws. Okay. Michael's performance is still buffering right now. Yeah, that's right. I appreciate that. It's great stuff. Yeah, and, and shout out to Tracy Morgan as Captain Caveman. Don't want to forget that. He was very funny. A nice little cameo in the movie. All right, that's it. Thank you all so much. Listen to Shan, what Shannon said. Listen to what Michael said. Subscribe and uh, give us some love and share it with everybody you know on social media. And we'll talk to you next time on the Geek Buddies. Hey! Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.